0: Station agents are on the front line for BART when it comes to customer service. Their duties often extend well beyond the booth near the fare gates. It can include explaining the basics of how the system
1: works. If you ever wonder and you want to check it, touch it again. Okay. The top close. line will tell you what your current value is and, and this one just tells you that the minimum you can add is $0.05 because okay. we don't oh. use pennies. Thank, okay. all right. all right. all right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.
0: A primary focus of the job is helping people to find their way many times that involves going the extra mile to assist riders with different needs such as someone who's legally blind
1: when you hear your station you're going to go downtown oakland so you're going to 12th or 19th street okay so which one do you want 12.
0: on this edition of hidden track stories from bart i visited the union city station and spoke with felicia wallace briscoe who's been a station agent for bart for 11 years she says the life of a station agent is never dull
1: that is true so The actual role of a station agent is um, for all station agents, because there's opening agents, there's midday agents, and there's closing agents, and we all have different duties within the station, but the overall responsibility of every agent is passenger assistance. So, we have to assist passengers with ticket sales at the machines, with um, clipper card upgrades, with adding fare to exit a station, adding fare for parking. Um, Sometimes they need assistance, elderly people need assistance up to the train. We have to assist the blind and a disabled up to the train, guide them in the right way to go. We check the escalators for safety. We check the station for any spills, needles, um, anything that could cause an accident or prove to be a hazard for passengers. So um, And then any fingertip we call it fingertip maintenance. So that's when one of our machines break down in the middle of use. We go out there before a tech can get here and try to fix it, put a band-aid on it basically. So that get it up and running until the mechanics can come here and totally fix it again. So just we keep the passenger flow going. We that's that's our main thing is to keep the passenger flow going. Uh,
0: you have a lot of ground to cover.
1: Yes, absolutely and it's usually just one agent for an entire station. Um, Unless you're in San Francisco, and there are two agents because the stations are like three San Francisco city blocks. So it's a lot of ground to cover.
0: Tell me a little bit about the training you get. It seems like you really have to be so knowledgeable about all the inner workings of BART to be ready to answer people's questions. How, How do you get prepared for that?
1: You know, honestly... No, not to to say anything bad about training, but you you cannot get enough training to prepare you for the actual work when you come out. A lot of it is just common sense knowledge or common courtesy or um, just customer service. You develop the skill. The longer you're here, you develop little faster ways to do things and you develop better ways. The longer you're out here, the more you develop people skills. And that helps you. Every day, all day, because you will come and people will ask you the same question every single time, every minute of the day, or you'll do the same things so many times a day and you're like, oh my goodness, I just did this. But that's, that's the art of being a station agent. It's repetitive because we're dealing with different people, different backgrounds, different cultures, and that's our job.
0: And you're dealing with people also who bring different abilities to the table as well. In fact, when I uh, first met you here at the Union City Station, you were assisting a patron uh, who's legally blind, and she needed some extra help, and you were able to provide that. I, I would imagine that sort of thing is not uncommon.
1: No, it is very, very, very common. Um, people are people are afraid to go on. I've, I've had passengers that will tell me, I'm afraid to go on the escalator. Can you guide me to the elevator? I've had people, elderly people, who have lots of stuff, um, carts, and just like the elevators go out of service. We go and we assist them. They call us on the phone and be like, I got all this stuff, I can't, the elevator's not working, the escalator's not working. That's our job. We go and assist them in whatever way possible. It's customer service.
0: Put it into context for us, on a typical day, how many riders will you help? How many will you talk to?
1: On a typical day, each station is different. This station here, since I've been here September 11th, this station I've proven to help about maybe five people an hour. Like literally just physically from beginning, from their beginning of entry here to the time they get on a train, about five people an hour.
0: I'm speaking with Felicia wallace Briscoe, who's a station agent for BART here at the Union City Station. I would think you really have to be a people person to do this job well. Do you agree with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about, you know. And, and there are days where we have our bad days. We do because we, you know, everybody has their bad days. But... There's always that one passenger or that one smile you can put on somebody's face or that one good deed that we can do. then somebody says, thank you so much. Oh, I just want to thank I have people come to me constantly. Oh, the other day you helped me do this. Or they remember me and I don't remember them because there's so many faces. And I'll just be like, oh, thank you. you. know, So you realize that, wow, everything that I do, it is being appreciated by someone out there. So maybe everybody don't understand what we do. Don't know exactly everything that goes into being a station agent, but it's that 1% that gives us that thank you or that at a girl or that pat on the back, and it makes it all worth it.
0: On the other side of that coin, obviously, not everybody is always in the best mood when they come to your booth or they approach you with a question or a concern. How do you deal with that?
1: Oh, I have developed a new way of dealing with that. So when people come to me and they're all angry, I just kind of stare at them for a minute and just kind of look at them, and they'll go, Are you listening to me? And I says, yeah, but it's kind of hard because you're yelling at me and I didn't do anything to you. So I'm trying to understand where all the anger and hostility is coming from. And then so are like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just having a really bad day. And I'm like, oh, don't we all? You know. So you just kind of got to get them back to their happy place or kind of just give them a moment because they don't even realize sometimes that they're yelling at you. And then there are some you just can't help. So you just smile and say, thank you. You have a good day and thank you for choosing part And they'll kind of give you that look like, I was just really evil to you. And you just, you know, and then they come back. I've had some of them come back the next day or next week and say, I just want to apologize. I was really rude to you. It wasn't your fault. But that's a part of being a customer servant. You know what I'm saying? We, we, you never know who you're going to. I got attacked in a booth. And it was a really nice guy. Like, I, literally, it was an elderly gentleman, really nice guy. And he just walked in my booth at Fruitvale and just started attacking me. And then he didn't even realize that that's what he did. So, you know, we that's actually, honestly, it's a part of the job. That,
0: that sounds really scary, though, for yeah. something like that to happen. Has that happened multiple times to you?
1: It has. I have been attacked since I've been an agent, and I've been attacked five times. Wow. Yeah. So one time at Powell Street Station, a guy came and just, with a closed fist, punched me in the back of my head. I was attacked at uh, Fruitvale Station. I was attacked at 12th Street Station was attacked at Bay Point and oh god I can't even remember the other one but it yeah it's it's people don't realize that but it's a norm it's sad but it's a norm we have had and lately it's been a lot of agents that's been attacked so we're on guard so when we're standoffish to people it's not that we don't want to help them it's that now with so many reports it's like okay if I come out the booth and I'm not extremely as nice as you want me to be are you going to punch me you know what I'm saying so I just try to always just like kind of be like standoffish a little bit like away from the people but smile so they'll know I'm okay if you're okay you know but yeah we we get a lot of station agent attacks.
0: That's got to be a big concern with that in mind what keeps you coming back I mean you're you've been doing this for many years now Uh, there must be something about the job that really keeps bringing you back despite those concerns.
1: Because the majority of our customers are not violent you know there are some when Bart has a bad day it has a really bad day and to know that we assisted in letting you know the the system run smoothly and what we've done as much as we could and people were able to get home to their families and 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 you know if I'm not having a good day maybe I can make somebody else's day good which makes me have a good day at the end of the day.
0: Another big topic recently has been fare evasion. There's been a lot of discussion about that, even at the board level, talking about new approaches, new strategies for dealing with that. Uh, there's been a lot of focused enforcement from BART police, especially in the last few months. Obviously, you must see it quite a bit, I would assume. H- h- how do you deal with that? What, what can you do about that?
1: Uh, that is one of the hardest questions because it makes me angry. It does. I, I feel it's a complete disrespect for you to walk past my booth and not have your fare and then you look at me as if to say oh I'm going to walk out anyway I don't have any money you don't come talk to me we can help people if they talk to us everybody can't be helped this is a business but if you come talk to us we can help you but just a blatant lack of respect and then the paying customers look at us and be like you didn't just see that person walk out or hop the gate what are you going to do about it there's not much we can do it's out of our hands I wish I could come up with a way. Other than I look at other transportation systems, they have emergency gates that are locked, you know, um, that have alarms on them. Sometimes it, it deters people, sometime it doesn't, but we can try. All we can do is try.
0: It has to be a safety concern for you to exactly. not get involved. That, that has Absolutely. to be really at the forefront of the Absolutely. mind, I would
1: think. Yeah, because if they don't have their money and then I run out the booth after them and be like, hey, you didn't pay your fare. They could turn around and, and now I'm out of my I'm out of my safety zone. The booth is our safety zone. You know. Now I'm out of my safety zone. So if I get attacked, I I got no place to go. So it's yeah, approaching people is not something that I do. I don't approach. If you walk out of the gate, I there's nothing I can do about it. You know, I just have to if bar police is around in the station, I do call. I call. I give a full description. Sometimes they catch them. Sometimes they don't. But that's literally as a station agent, that's the best we can do. And it's it's not enough. I, I understand our passengers' frustration. I understand the the company's frustration because we're all frustrated. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of people just assume that once you work at a station as a station agent, that's kind of your station and, you, and you're there. And that's where you're going to work until some, something dramatic happens. You leave or whatever the case may be. But that's not the case. Uh, no. There's a lot of movement, isn't there?
1: There is a lot of movement. Everything is based on seniority. I happen to luck up on this is considered one of the better stations, Union City. I just happen to luck up on getting the opening shift, but I'm sure when the agent starts feeling better and she comes back, I will no longer be able to get this station. You just, you become a chameleon. You know, you kind of conform to the environment of where you're working at, and you just adapt to your environment as a station agent, and that's just the way it is.
0: I'm speaking with Felicia wallace Briscoe, one of our station agents here at BART. What's the toughest part of your
1: job? Oh, Wow. Getting here, <laughs> like, getting up in the morning and getting here and, um... And, I,
0: and I, I don't mean to interrupt. Well, we should be clear. You're working the very early I hours.
1: work 3.50 in the morning, yeah. So beyond getting here, I think the toughest part of my job is when I'm, like, the equipment fails and I'm not able to assist the person or there's a language barrier and I literally just cannot get through to them and it's like we're at a standstill. Um... For me, luckily, I haven't had any, uh, as a train operator, when I was a train operator, I didn't have any suicides on my train. But I, I'm assuming that it has to be a really hard thing for a station agent in their station to actually see that and have to deal with the death or a really, really bad accident. Those are the really tough days. Yeah, really tough.
0: What, what's your favorite part of this job?
1: Uh, you know, I get a lot of passengers because I'm so flamboyant with, you know... The passenger compliments, I think, is the best part of my job. Like, you know, just getting, getting to be able to interact with the people. And I get a lot of tourists, so I learn a lot from a lot of different people and having them talk to me. But I actually do like dealing with the public. I mean, it has its perks. You know, it has its perks. Not everybody's an angry bird. So, you know, so, yeah. so that's what I like. I like. I like the whole dealing with the public. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you have a very special look. I mean, you you sparkle.
1: I do. That is my name. Funny you should say that. I have a coworker who calls me Sparkle. Uh-huh. Everybody else calls me Bling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. So, yeah, I have I, I like that. part of my getting up, getting dressed, and coming to work and just shining. <laughs> that's the best part of my day.
0: We, we were talking about the different stations that you could be assigned to, and everyone is, every one of those stations is obviously different, different needs at different stations. Is it a challenge to to learn that and to learn the layouts of the different stations so you're as familiar as you, you possibly can be?
1: It is, it is, because you do have to learn um, different stations. Like, I, I work the stations, but working them for, like, because somebody didn't show up or working in for one or two hours it's different from actually having that as your home station this is actually my very first time actually having this station as my own station you know so I had to learn where the the switches were to open up in the morning and how which way which escalator go and um, the layout of the station and, and where the different rooms were. So, and then I, you have to learn, once you get the station down, then you have to start learning what, what type of passenger flow you have, what times of day you have the most passengers. You get the regulars all the time. I have regulars that come in the morning all the time. We speak, we're on a first-name basis. So you get to learn that, at, but every station is different. Like, they keep, some of them still ask me, whatever happened to the other lady that used to be here? Because they're so used to seeing her. I mean, this was her home for years. So, you know, that's, you get used to every station is different. It brings its different problems. It brings its own flow of of environment, and you have to learn that. You have to learn how to open that station, how to close that station. Um, I had to learn what buses go where at this station. This is all new to me. Like, I've never worked Union City and Fremont out here. So I had to find, people were like, oh, I need to get the DB. I was like, what is that? That's the Dumbarton Express bus. I know that now and I know where it comes. So you have to, you know, you have to adapt and you get to learn a lot about the Bay Area based on the stations you work.
0: In terms of the answers that you have to provide, there must be a lot of work that goes into that. You need to know the bus routes, you need to know where to transfer, you need to know the fares. And and everybody's exactly. coming to you exactly. expecting answers.
1: Exactly. And that's one of those things we talked about earlier that you don't learn in class because there wouldn't be a way for for training to teach us every bus of every city that we service so as you work those stations you learn you meet you you meet those bus drivers you meet the transit the other transit companies and you find out where their buses go they give you bus schedules so we're not required to know that but that's that little extra mile that we go to help the passengers that they like because passengers come to me all the time and I hate trying to say oh I work for Bard, I'm not really sure about AC transfer, I'm not really sure about this location. So it's easier when I can tell them, oh yeah, just right across the street there, you catch that dumb Barton Express. For the schedules though, you need to speak with the bus driver or whatever, but at least I can tell them where, the general area. you know, And then streets in the area, you pick that up too, from just talking to different people or on your breaks kind of exploring around. So it's it's, it's one of those things that like I say, you develop that skill, the longer you be in one place, the longer, the more you know about the surroundings, and you just sort of pick those skills up. Even though you
0: get moved from station to station, do you still find yourself taking a sense of ownership? And this, this is your station while you're working.
1: Absolutely. When I am in a station, no matter where I am, I always tell people, I'm the station manager. Between these hours here, this is this is who you have to go through. You know, I'm the station manager. So yeah, it's my station when I'm there. Because technically, I'm responsible for everything that goes on in that station during my shift. So it does become my station. So I don't worry about what the next agent do or what the next... This is my station. I've clocked in now, and I'm here to work, and I'm here for duty, and this is, this is it. So.
0: Do you have any fond memories of a time where you helped a writer, where you felt like, you know, I really did kind of go above and beyond there, and, and I really made a difference in that person's day?
1: I did. There was... Actually, we had a lost child. Oh, wow. And um, the, the little boy was, was crying, and he was all, you know, nervous about it. And I just kind of... I, I found... I got him off the train from the train operator, and... I had a talk with him, and we calmed him down. We found his mom, and he was so happy, and she was happy. She had come with two other smaller children that j- just landed, and he was so excited about trains. He hopped on a train without even noticing that his mom wasn't behind him. Oh, Luckily, he only went one station, you know. So he, that was a happy reunion for me, but I think the one that stands out the most to me is Gabriel. I still remember his name. He's still my little buddy. He, got, he had on his little rubber rain boots they were minions. And he got it stuck in the escalator. And his mom was pregnant and she was freaking out and I thought she was going to have that baby. And her husband was with her and I went over there and I calmed her down and I took Gabriel and I picked him up and I offered him some candy that was in the booth and he, I calmed him down. He said, I want a Band-Aid. He didn't have a scratch on his leg, but I gave him a Band-Aid anyway because it calmed him down. And it calmed the mother down that she didn't have to worry about him. And every day. He comes to me in the booth, he goes, hi, my friend. And we, I, I saw them outside of bar. And he walked up to me and he, somebody was pulling on my little skirt. And I was like, who is that? And it was my friend. He remembered me and I always get a hug from him now. We have a relationship now. And I would not have never known a little boy had his shoe, you know, not been stuck, but it was scary. But that was a built relationship. So now that's a friendship. I have a friendship with little Gabriel. That's awesome. And
0: I mean, so much of your job is customer service, mm-hmm. but you're, you really are the face of BART. You're right there. I mean, for lack of a better phrase, you're almost a first responder. If something happens at your right. station, you're probably the first BART employee who's going to see it.
1: We are. We are absolutely the first one there, the first one to go into action, the first one to strike into action. We don't have the time to be scared. We don't have the time to be nervous. We don't have the time to to uh, freeze up. We have to go into action immediately. Anytime there's an accident, injury, emergency situation, we have to kick into gear. That's not something that people see on the street. There's not something we're we're the like the behind the scenes by the time it's all over with, we're the behind the scenes person, but we're the first responders like you said. We're the we are literally First on the scene, they're helping that person doing as much as we can until we can get help. They used to tell us in training, you're the eyes and ears of BART. We really are. Yeah, I, I really believe that, that we are the eyes and ears of BART. We get all the complaints from customers before we send them to management. They come to us first because we're the person they see. They don't see the people at Lakeside. We, they see the station agent. So this is who they're going to complain. Train delays, we get it if the train is, they smell brakes. Instead of them calling the, the train operator, they come downstairs and they tell the station agent. So then we have to kick into action. Oh, passengers passenger just reported smell of brakes. A passenger just reported somebody passed out on the train. They don't tell the train operator. They get off the train and run downstairs and tell us. We're, we're, we're the, that's who they see. So that's the first person they tell. And now it's our job, now that we've been notified, to kick into gear.
0: If there was one thing about your job that you wish the public knew that they probably don't,
1: what would that be? We do not sit in that booth and do absolutely nothing all day. There is very rare that we have downtime as a station agent at any stage. It could be the quietest station in the system. And trust me, there is not a whole lot of downtime between what we're required to do to keep the passengers safe and to make sure we have a clean station and between doing reports between making sure our machines are running we don't have a whole lot of downtime there's not there's rarely there's time to even run out and go use the restroom because that's that's what kind of system we have it's an ever-growing system and we always are full of responsibilities and i just wish people would understand it's not what you see and one person told me one time it's not what we do it's what we know So we're supposed to know automatically just to kick into gear when certain situations happen. We monitor our radios. So when the train operator is upstairs and they say, oh, I'm at Union City Station and I got a person passed out, if we're monitoring our radio plus taking care of passengers, I can hear that. I'm like, oh, shoot, that train is at my station. Let me see if they need my assistance. Passengers don't see that. The public don't see that. But that's what we do.
0: Felicia wallace Briscoe, thank you so much for joining us.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you for having me again. It was a pleasure.
0: And thank you for listening to Hidden Tracks, Stories from BART. You can listen to our podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and of course at our website, BART.gov podcasts.